We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You're listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. Episode 120. I'm the guy that's currently on a roll with getting these episodes correct. And the guy that I hope to hear from on the other line that always corrects me. Why am I taking so long with this intro? It's Austin. How the fuck is it going, buddy? Okay, well, yeah, you got the episode right. But on the other line, what is this, 1984? (laughs) Yeah, Maybe. I'm doing all right. Um, a ninety four was a good year. Ninety four. I said eighty four. Well, both were good years. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I've been doing good. Um, we got some unseasonably early snow. Um, which is is very strange for this area to have snow at this time. Um, so it's kind of nice getting a little bit of like actual winter but it's also been quite cold and and that part is well it's less fun um but yeah it's been uh it's been good i got a couple days off coming up so that's gonna be wonderful um and uh yeah how about uh how about you well first of all i have to say just with you saying it's cold and we're getting some snow what does that currently mean because you're talking to a guy that's been living in Saskatchewan for his entire life <clears throat> we had like at least an inch of snow um and, we've been uh, getting that every 10 minutes here lately yeah well that sucks to be you uh and two degrees Ooh, with 81 percent humidity <laughs> it was nice today it was only minus 12 Nice twelve ain't bad. Um, but yeah, we've been getting a boat. I don't know. Uh, I don't know at least a foot of snow. So well, no, that's exaggerating. Half a that's foot. Half a foot. Damn. Well, you were saying at one point highways were shut down. Yeah, I was on them today while they were supposed to be probably shut down but they weren't and (laughs) i made it through that's good and i live to tell tell about it so tell the tale yeah something like that i'm a little baked right now i guess that's probably a good thing it's not a horrible thing (laughs) i'm also like i mentioned last episode why I don't know, but again, this episode, I will still be going to the Steve O'Bucket List Tour show in Saskatoon tomorrow. That plan has not, <laughs> those plans have not changed. I'm looking forward to that. Like, nobody's business. This should be great. Um, I know Wee Man's going to be there, I know that for sure. So that's going to be fantastic. That's badass. And then Friday, 
might be the last day you guys ever hear from me because, or I guess whenever you listen to this, but this might be the last episode <laughs> because I might die in the escape room that I'm apparently signing myself up for. So, Oh, see, and I thought you were talking about the video games. What video games? You said a bunch of, I thought some new video games were coming out soon. Oh, yes. That is also coming out, but no, I, I might die. I might. What did you sign up for? Like, you had to like, sign Escape waiver or room. what? Okay, but like, it's they can't supposed... kill you. The... I should be fine, but I might die <laughs> from a heart attack for getting scared so crazy. Should be fine. I get scared. Pretty easy, especially if there's little kids involved. But I guess quick little backstory of this escape room. We're offered three hundred dollars free lunch for them to perform experiments on our mind. So it should be a great time. What? There's gonna be fog machines and stuff, so you're getting paid for it? No no no, I'm doing it. Oh, no, I'm not that fancy. Come on like, now. Damn. But no, I'm looking forward to that going with a few buddies. Um, if I survive, I will tell you all the results about everything that's happening this week for me. Oh, I did play dodgeball. Um, I guess there's probably a reason why I was trying to forget that because it did not go very well. <laughs> No. The plus side, we won three games. Okay. Out of 21. And oh, I won two of, two of our three. So okay. That's, well, that's good. That's cool for you, I guess. Yeah, good things, Rec League. It's all for fun. Yeah. But to top it off. You're not, you're not professionally a dodgeball player? No. Even though some people told me I should, but uh, no. Even if I have the skills, I'm too old to start something like that now. Anywho, <laughs> um, to make it a little bit worse, though, before we get into everything, we were playing against some of my uh, people I grew up with from my old town, so I knew them real well. Um, you could probably call them friends. <laughs> and <laughs> last night they sure weren't. You could you could probably call them friends. Yeah, that's I guess that's what a friend is. And <laughs> just when you know someone that well on uh, another team, and then they just, wreck you. Yeah, it just hurts a little bit more. It does. It, they sprinkled that salt in the open wound, and it was uh, not a great feeling. The mm. plus side, it was tied 1-1 at one point in this game, or in these matches. Wow. They won one, we won one, and then... And then it was over? Yeah, they went on like a 14-game win streak, so <laughs> it doesn't help the case, but we're going to move on. Yeah, I feel like this is enough about dodgeball. 
I just did feel good to get out of my system. So that's fair. <clears throat> but something else that really felt amazing this week, just like all the bye weeks for the regular season that the riders had um, this year, I did not have to stress on a week of football doubleheader on Sunday because it was the CFL semifinals. <laughs> if you don't know by now, the riders weren't in it. And as much as that sucks, you don't have to stress. You can just watch the sport you love and fall asleep if you want to, but these things are too exciting. And you don't have to slowly pull out your hair and question why you cheer for a particular team. But I'm not going to dwell on that right now. <laughs> and you get back to reality. Back back to reality. Oh, there um, goes gravity. What? No, you can stop. <laughs> but the Hamilton Tiger Cats were the team that squeaked into the playoffs ahead of the Riders. And they ended up playing Montreal Oets in Montreal. And they lost 28 to 17. And it was not a game, like it was a score-wise fairly close 11 points, but it was not a game that Hamilton ever was really in it. Trevor Harris controlled his part for, like he only threw seven completions. He went 27 for 34. 79%, so he's efficient, like, well, he's either really efficient or not at all. He's kind of hot and cold, and lately in the playoffs, we've seen him be a lot more hot in the game one and then really shit the bed in game two, so that doesn't suit well for Montreal when they go play Toronto. He threw for 243 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And Dane Evans started this game, and this is going to just create the whole question even more that I'm sure is going on like crazy right now. I haven't really paid attention. (coughs) Sorry. Is that... Should they have not kept Dane Evans over Jeremiah Mazzoli and just let Mazzoli walk to Ottawa because Evans went 7 for 10, 70%, 123 yards, one interception. This game, in my mind, Hamilton should have made the switch to Dane Evans or sorry, to Matt Schiltz a lot sooner, probably at halftime, 
because by then Montreal was leading quite considerably. It was what was it? Twenty two to six. And Hamilton really just wasn't moving the ball that crazy. Um, Matt Schultz came in in the fourth quarter, 11 for 19, 57%, 127 yards, one touchdown, and one whole interception. Wow. Right? Isn't that crazy? A whole whole interception, not a half? Not a half one. That's good. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I believe that Montreal was going to win this game regardless of whoever they put in quarterback. But with how Matt Schultz is playing last little bit of the season, when he did come into the game, I kind of felt like he might have gave. Hamilton their best chance, and he outperformed Dane Evans. So now in the offseason, the question is, like I already mentioned, was that the right call? I mean, there isn't much they can do about it now, but. I would say as of this point, it it was the wrong move because who won? Well, Ottawa didn't make the playoffs, but Jeremy Mazzoli did get injured. In week four, so I don't. Okay. But if he was I'm on really Hamilton, high. if he was on Hamilton, that could have changed things. But fair, that is fair. I can't uh, predict the future, even though it's not the future; it's the past. I don't know you time can't travel. Predict man. the past? I don't know, dude. I mean, no, you can't predict it because it's already happened. We shouldn't go down this road. <laughs> I can't understand time travel. Are you kidding me? I can barely understand my thoughts. See, so here's the thing. If you go back in time to change... No, <laughs> no my brain's going to explode. No, okay. Well... And now I'm really mad at my Flames because, side note, I'm watching their game right now. They're about to lose their sixth game in a row. And I'm not happy about that. Anywho. <laughs> 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 um, it's okay. Canucks still suck. Anywho, um, back to reality. Um... What else can I say about this game, Austin? I don't know. What can you say? I can say that the Montreal and Toronto matchup coming up this Sunday is going to be pretty good. I'm not. I'm more excited about the Western final, if I'm being completely honest, because, I mean... Might as well get right into it because it's going to be BC and Winnipeg. And having my f- favorite quarterback this season in the league, um, 
Nathan Rourke plates um, Claros. Zach Claros. Sorry, I had a brain fart for saying for whatever reason. I think it's going to be explosion of offense, and it's going to be a hell of a game. And I really hope that I'm watching BC in the Great Cup, but I'm going to have myself game behind myself. There is the Western semifinals. I don't know what that means. Game behind <laughs> myself. <laughs> I stunned myself. <laughs> it was delayed, but it happened. Um, well, you know, sometimes these things take time. BC Lions have played the Calgary St. Peters at home in BC, that is. No. <laughs> <laughs> really, Morgan, is the home game for BC? Is that in BC? Oh, boy. <laughs> they won 30 to 16. It took me forever to get that score out. And I don't apologize. I don't. You should. <laughs> um, I just want to get right to it. Nathan Rourke, he is... It was clear <laughs> that he was... <laughs> I'm just trying to get my thoughts together. It was clear that he was not 100% coming off of that uh, ankle surgery like two months ago was something that is they're saying was supposed to take four months or longer for him to go through rehab and all that deal. He still went 22 for 30, 73%, 321 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Like it's a solid game. He was throwing the ball into areas that, Nobody had business of putting any type of ball through there. Um, and he just controlled the entire game. Calgary was never in it. The only touchdown they got was in the fourth quarter when BC was playing soft defense. Um, I'm not going to say soft D because then Austin acts like a child. <laughs> but this was another game. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know. Okay, Anywho, well. this is another game that I think that Calgary should have made the switch to their backup quarterback, especially once Bolivar Mitchell a lot sooner. But Jake Mayer started this game because he is going to be the, you know, the new franchise quarterback, if you will, of Calgary. He went 12 for 22, 54%, 138 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Bo Levi Mitchell came in. He drove the field, 8 for 11. 72 percent 147 yards and then tommy stevens punched in for i think it was a 
one yard, um, or sorry, a three yard touchdown. So as soon as Bolivai came in, it was clear that the offense was different. So again, <laughs> question is, did Calgary make the right call of letting Bolivai walk in this offseason? Um, or is it too soon? And then the other question is, if he is walking, because there is still a chance. It's never too late for him to get re-signed in Calgary. But it's really looking like it's not going to happen. So the question is, where does he go? Now, the other rumor is possibly Regina. However, I don't want Bolivai in Regina until we fix our O-line. I'm going to say that right now because he's not going to be good behind a shitty O-line. Yeah, there's no point if until the O-line improves. Um, he also made it very clear that he's not going to go to a team that he will be a, like he wants to be a starter quarterback. He's not willing to hold the clipboard. And we've known that from him for quite some time. He's that's why he didn't end up taking an NFL shot because he didn't want to uh be a backup. He wants to be a star quarterback. It's how he's always operated and it's brought him decent success on a Calgary team that was stacked with talent, so <clears throat> We'll see if he's actually all that or not, I guess, on a different team. But back he's to also this. not a spring chicken anymore either. No, he's only 32. I thought he was a lot older than, than that. Oh, actually. me too. Damn, that's actually not that old at all. I mean, he doesn't have like a whole career ahead of him. Like He's got a few years, maybe. No, but years. since he hasn't been touched much, that's the true. only thing, like he's had a... Shoulder injury, which apparently he says is, you know, back to normal now. So if that all holds up, he really hasn't been, you know, hit all that much. So yeah, yeah. Send him like, to Saskatchewan and just let him get lit up. Yeah, it'll be bad. We saw a quarterback like Anthony Anthony Calvillo. Play until he was a million years old, so yeah, but not everyone's Anthony Calvillo. No, but he was also another quarterback that just if he was ever in pressure, he just threw the ball away into the second row. Um, but back to this game, what else does it say? <laughs> BC defense was amazing. Um, made Jake Mayer's life hell, and it was all out fantastic game. Brian Burnham had a Brian Burnham catch. It was, I believe, he's a contortionist or something. Because I've I've 
never seen a person bend that body while trying to catch a football in that weird way before he twists his hips like nobody's business is is marvelous is magical yeah yeah man you should see it um and for bc fans and bc as a whole in the last few years like they haven't had a playoff win since since 2011 um which by the way they won the cup that year too so just saying um back when trevor trevor's trevor lule um was the quarterback and all that deal i thought travis lule yeah that's what i meant to say (laughs) okay i think it was yeah, like you're know. close. You're close. <laughs> I think I was combining Trevor and Travis. <laughs> I said something weird. Hey, shit <laughs> happens, man. Shit happens. Um, but they went through this ownership change and all this deal, and all of a sudden they opened up the upper deck in the stadium it was full I, I actually really wish I was there like like if I wasn't if I lived in BC I would have been there just saying Austin what you, sh- you should have gone that's all I'm saying alright well anywho um yeah i'm just all i'm all excited for good things to come for bc even if they lose to winnipeg i think that team as a whole should be proud of uh how they turned around so quickly really especially the new ownership group once they came in they it's clear that they love football and it's just good to see some teams get back from the ruins, if you will. Yeah, oh, definitely. But I think that's about all I have for this marvelous sport of CFL. So I'm going to take a big gulp of water. I'm not going to lie. You guys will probably hear it in the break. <laughs> and yeah, I'll be right back. I won't. Buddy, friend, Austin, pal, do you happen to have any plugs for us by chance? I do. Uh, first things first, you should follow us on Twitter at Podstoned because, uh, you know, Twitter's the best. You can also follow me at FitzD Fitzgerald. And on Instagram, we are at TSWGS Pod, talking stone while getting sports pod. I guess this is the. Uh wonderful transition to the point where I 
say my plugs and that would be you can also follow me at twitter caption morgan 2 and twitch also caption morgan 2 i like to keep it simple um it's easier for me that way and it's easier for you yeah it's a win-win all around and also like rate review our show that goes a long way we're just really trying to hustle and bustle and try to make this grow thanks for listening Download. yeah that too back to the show okay well now coming out of the break austin i hope you're back because if not then this is going to be very awkward because coming up is the NHL part. And if there's no one on the other line, then I guess it's going to be about, I don't know, 30 minutes of silence. So NHL, Austin, I'm going to pass off to you. Okay, so first of all, I'm here. Second of oh, thank all, God. what's with this line business? Quit it. You're not a fucking 65-year-old man. <laughs> you don't know that. You're right. I don't know that. I have no proof that you aren't. Uh, and if you are, you look great for 65. Thanks, buddy. Uh, if you're not, you look terrible. Um, Just got to level it out of there. So we can, we can... Uh, call this a milestone episode because we got some pretty cool pretty cool hockey stuff um for some of the best players uh that we've ever seen some of it kind of uh surprising if i'm not gonna lie um including the first one you're going to talk about connor mcdavid he is i mean if if you're listening to this, you like sports and probably hockey, and hopefully against someone too. Yeah, and you know how incredible McDavid has been, and honestly, like that was the thing because before McDavid was drafted, there was a, so much hype; it was insane. Um, there. Damn, that is loud on the microphone. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> that is not as subtle as it was before. So, uh, <laughs> so Connor McDavid will be playing his 500th game tonight. Did play his 500th game tonight. It was a win. Uh, 500 games for this guy. He was so hyped up. He was hyped up to be the next something special, you know? He was going to be the next Crosby or Ovechkin or, and you know, and and sometimes when we hype up these guys so crazy, they don't live up to the expectations. And that is not the case here. McDavid has all but exceeded expectations uh, for a multitude of reasons. <clears throat> and we're going to get into that a little bit. So oh, we are, because we love our stats. It's 722 points in his first 500 games. And he surpassed 
an aforementioned Sidney Crosby uh, as the, some of the highest point totals by the, in their first 500 games. Uh, now, obviously, we got Mario Gretzky at the top. Uh, over 1,000 points for Gretzky in his first 500 games, which is just bonkers. But the it's fact already. that he had more points than McDay or than Crosby in the first five hundred just shows how special this guy is. Um, he <laughs> his awards already are insane. Uh, he has won four Art Ross trophies as the leading scorer in the NHL regular season. He has won the Hart Trophy twice as the most valuable player in the NHL. I just want, before we get ahead okay. too far, I just want to say, just a little side note, the two of the four um, Art Ross trophies, the first two he won back-to-back. So I just wanted to throw that in there. It's a little extra. Okay. Uh, Ted Lindsay, three times. And Ted Lindsay, for those of you who don't know, is the most outstanding player in the NHL, voted by the players. Uh, he's won that three times now. I don't know how he hasn't won it all the times, but um, Connor McDavid is, is, and this year especially, he has just cranked up the goal scoring. Um, he has really been lighting the lamp. Um, I think he has like 13 goals already. Yeah, two hat tricks already. I yeah, think I believe so. You, you are, I'm pretty sure you're correct about that. Um, it's ridiculous. He's he's been on an absolute tear this year. And I remember hearing at one point interview with Dry, uh, Dry Seidel. Oh, and Connor McDavid had a goal and an assist tonight. So put that on his points totals. Uh, <laughs> but um, he just, you know, it's. He never, like, well, first of all, I just want to say that the fact that he's played 500 games it seems like so fast. It seems like he just came into the league. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Because, like, for example, you know, Lucic just played his 1100 and game not too long ago, which is crazy. But a guy like Lucic has been in the season for how many years? And McDavid, I don't know, he just, I guess that's what happens when you start as a baby. <laughs> and you come into the NHL as a toddler and you just dominate. As a toddler. Like, at this pace, he's going to reach 2,000 games. Who knows? 2,000. I don't know about that. I'm predicting it right now. Okay, well. <laughs> and we have to do the podcast for that long, too, so you guys know the if I'm right or not. Um, anyway. Oh. 
Austin didn't seem too happy about that. So, <laughs> it just, I mean, what more can you say about McDavid? He's, uh, other than he's the best player in the league, and it's 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 never in doubt. Um, and he's in he's in his prime now. This is this is prime McDavid, and the Oilers got further than they ever did. Not ever did. That's a dumb thing to say. Um, they won a bunch of cups. Uh, Farthest they've gone in quite some time. In quite a while, and that's a huge step. And I think now. He's hungry, and if the Oilers can't win a cup while he's in his prime, it'll be such a disappointment. I don't want the Oilers to win, but I want McDavid to win because he's that good. I guess getting a million first-round draft picks for a billion years in a row. um, Eventually, he had a generational talent. Yeah. Quite a few busts (laughs) along the way. Uh, not necessarily bus. I mean, Taylor Hall. Bus for the bus. team. Nugent Hopkins. He was a high draft pick. Um, Yakupov worked out great. Yeah, all these all these players started to work out after they got McDavid. <laughs> no, Yakupov was terrible. Uh, but they also wrecked him. Anyway, uh, Nugent was always pretty decent. I mean, everyone's going to be better with McDavid. Now, I actually have a little question for you. I don't um, want to answer. Kind of a two-parter. Well, you're going to answer. Oh, two parts? Jesus. Well, first of all, do you know when his contract's up by chance? Who are we talking about? McDavid. Oh. Uh, he just he signed a really big contract. Uh, I can check that real quick. Do, 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 because do, do. for some reason I thought it was ending here shortly, so I was going to ask if you thought he would get a pay raise, but if he has lots of years left, no, he's still he signed till twenty five, twenty six, or I guess twenty six, twenty seven. I mean, how how old is he? He is twenty five. So he's still going to have another contract. So, oh, and that one will be big too, because the co- the cap will have gone up pretty significantly by then. So at that point, yeah, you're probably looking at a pay raise, even though he already gets twelve million dollars. Twelve and a half. Sorry, twelve and a half. Oh no, less than McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned McKinnon. that from time to time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, speaking of generational talents, we got another one. And this is definitely more of an impressive thing than McDavid. No offense, McDavid. But, because I know you're listening, but but the longevity it takes to do this, this sort of thing is insanely impressive. Um, Alex Ovechkin broke Gordie Howe's record for the most goals single franchise. And Howe, Gordie Howe, 
scored <laughs> 786 goals. Um, but it took him 1,687 games, which, first of all, 1,687 NHL games. See, 2,000 isn't out of the question. It's only 400 more than Gordie Howe. <laughs> so, yeah, 1,687 games with the Red Wings. Ovechkin scored 787 in 400 less games than Gordie Howe. And I just, it's insane. Um, he's well on his way to 800 and if he plays a couple more seasons, 30, 40 goals each, Gretzky's record is within reach. And hell at, at this rate, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Ovechkin plays a similar type of Amount of games this Gordy Howe has played. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I think my prediction is if he beats the goal record, uh, he'll like finish the season and then just be done. You're you're probably right, but at this rate, he's showed no sign of slowing down. So, no, he's just adapted his play because he used to like when the NHL was slower and he was younger. He was a wrecking ball. He would fly around you, fly through you. It didn't matter. Um, now, he's still pretty quick, but he's obviously not, you know, 24 or 25 anymore. And um, everyone else has gotten so fast. But that shot. that it was from the same spot. Every time and no almost every, it. I would say probably like 400 to 500 of his goals at least are yeah, from probably a good spot. 85% of the time. Okay. Well, that might be a little over exaggeration, but wow. not that much exaggeration because it is ridiculous. Like you'd think, you know, he's what, like 46 years old? No, he's actually 36 or 37. But you'd think after this much time in the NHL that people would cover that spot. Because they don't, it, they just don't, and and he just keeps scoring. And he's also what? done. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say he's also done all this like through like like the you know the strikes and stuff that NHL went through, and then the COVID season and all that deal. So he hasn't played full seasons all the time well no and then there's a like lockout well he would have played his first season but there was a lockout true so when he came in as a rookie to be fair he was a year older but um i think obviously that that helped him and crosby both had insane rookie seasons but um yeah just the guy is 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 without a doubt a hall of famer um the cup secured that he's won what like six rocket richard trophies at least like it's ridiculous um he is the definition of a goal scorer um and of course to 
break that record of, of Gordie Howe's. Guess where he scored? Guess where he scored from? You know, like it's every time on the power play. I, it's, it's just remarkable. And I'm, this is a player that I, you know, once I truly got into watching hockey, he's a pl- player that I idolized watching. <laughs> And, you know, I know people that played with him. Well, person, I should say. And I hear that he's remarkable to play with. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now, this is something that I don't want to get too in-depth because we try to keep it a fairly reasonably light and not too serious podcast because you know everyone else does a sport serious sports podcast we can do a a silly not silly but a stone podcast if you will you know maybe we're talking stoned while getting sports anyway <laughs> i don't know where you're going with that but um no so with the the Bruins uh, and uh, Mitchell Miller, um, do you are you aware of the situation? Not a lot, no. If I'm being honest, and that might sound bad, but I really don't follow the Bruins and what they're doing. Well, okay, so I'm gonna give you and you know whoever's listening a very quick summary because. A million other podcasts have talked about it. Everyone, it's been in the news. It's, it's, it's out there. Um, back in 2020, I think, I believe. Uh, oh, 2022, I guess. Uh, the, uh, the Coyotes signed or drafted Mitchell Miller. Um, but after he was drafted, it came out that he was uh, abusing and assaulting a uh, classmate of his, um, both racially and physically, just it, like brutal for years. Um, so after this came out, Arizona did something that I don't know that I've seen from an NHL team and they renounced their pick basically saying like, we won't sign him, uh, whatever. So fast forward to about a week ago, November 4th, a few days ago, the Bruins announced that they had signed defenseman Mitchell Miller to an entry-level contract. Um, and the backlash was aggressive, uh, because as it should be, as it should be, um, but basically the NHL came out and said, no, we didn't approve this. Uh, and it's just the Bruins. I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they signed this player because um, 
they were they're doing so well to start the season. They don't need this guy. Like they didn't need to sign this player. So I don't know why they did. Uh and they just they mishandled the situation terribly. But I think that's all I That's all I got on that. Do you I guess you don't really have much to add. Well <laughs> I know that it's terrible look that the Bruins even tried or did sign um, this guy. Uh, but I don't know. It's a terrible situation. And I, well, I don't think we'll ever see him in the NHL. I sure hope not. Because there's a lot of good and better talent out there that doesn't act the way this guy's acting, which is disgusting, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Well, and... and Yeah. Uh, just... just he, he can... He can look up elsewhere for uh, employment. But... Anyway, anyway, what was I gonna say? I could, I don't know. I am hooked. Yeah, that last hoot that I just took is starting to (laughs) creep on me now. (laughs) Yep, god damn. Um, well, Ovechkin's cool. Yeah, there's the Montreal Canadiens. Were you going to talk about them? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the Canadiens, I'm not really sure what's going on with the Canadiens this year because I don't I don't think, like, they're off to a better start than they were last year, but I don't see them as a true playoff team. Uh, and if you're not a true playoff team, but you're young and you're getting better and you don't think you're going to make the playoffs – you might as well get rid of some some uh, veterans to make space and to potentially get a better spot in the draft. This is a deep draft this year, and everyone wants that number one overall pick. But um, they the Canadians got some forwards, and uh, word on the street uh, via Pierre Lebrun, who obviously is a huge name in the world of hockey. Um, Apparently the Canadians have been talking with the Capitals, uh, which would make sense (laughs) because uh, the Caps injuries include Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson, TJ Oshie, Connor Brown, Carl Hagelin, uh, and more. And it's... uh, you know, that's that's at least five guys out of your lineup. Uh, five very good quality guys, too. Oh, totally. Yeah, these are not, like, just Joe Schmoes. Like, these are top quality guys. But Montreal's got some players and some names out there. Maybe Evgeny D- Dadunov, uh, Mike Hoffman. Jonathan Druin, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense for... Uh, Washington just simply because he hasn't really played much um 
in the last while and I just I think it's it's a risk. Uh to be fair though, Washington also uh picked up uh Abe Kubel on waivers from Toronto, um signed Sonny Milano. They got some guys uh to work around, but they could definitely use I would say like a Mike Hoffman for sure. Or uh who was the other guy? Dadnoff. Yeah, I can see it. Um, them maybe kicking the tires at those guys. Um, especially, I'm do I want to try and say his name? Dadnov, Evgeny Dadnov, Evgeny Dadnov. Yeah, well, it's kind of close. Yeah. Um, but. Right now, it really doesn't seem like it's the talks have uh, really gone anywhere. Yeah. Um. So what do you say I, we talk? Oh. I just actually have a um, little question because I just noticed it in one of the articles that we're talking about. And I've also been hearing about this too. There's, I think, a rumor. I don't know how strong it is. You might be able to shed some light on that. The auto senators might be going up for sale. And apparently now Ryan Reynolds has confirmed his interest in potentially buying the team. What would you think of Ryan Reynolds owning the Senators if it came true? Uh, yeah. So, first of all, the Ottawa Senators are one hundred percent up for sale. Okay, um, it is it is confirmed for sure. But there is also a few, from what I've heard, a few uh, people interested, or a few groups rather. Uh, as well as Reynolds. And, I mean, I don't know about you. I hate the guy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, love Ryan Reynolds. Great actor. Um, very wealthy. <laughs> yes. But, uh, I'm sure he also knows some rich friends that he could uh, pull together some some bucks. Um I think it's an interesting idea. I think a lot of the ownership groups or people, owners in the NHL are quite old and maybe a little out of touch. Uh, might be nice to have younger, younger face in there. Um, I don't know. It could be interesting. Uh, he is also part owner of a soccer team. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be the first uh sports ownership uh venture for him no uh, I, we've actually like especially in the recent t- uh future oh i'm not getting back on this whole time thing <laughs> <laughs> but not that long ago we've been seeing lots of you know quote-unquote famous people 
start getting into buying all these, you know, sport teams and actually panning out. So I personally would, he's Canadian. He would be able to market the team. Um, and I think, especially now, Ottawa's team, they're a good young team and could really use a nice boost from a good ownership group. Because if it is Ron Reynolds, it won't only be Ron Reynolds. Like, he, he has money, yes, but according to this article, in 2021, the cents were worth $525 million. So, it's not a small price tag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, small in comparison to other NHL teams. Yes, but not small in comparison to reasonable purchases. Compared things. to my bank account. <laughs> to compared to both of ours combined. Um, and I think I'm, I'm comfortable in saying that. I think us combined is not quite that rich. Yep. Um, few honestly, dollars off at least honestly a couple of zeros i'd rather he buy the canucks um because i'm sick and tired of canucks management but yeah i guess he can buy the senators i'm just all, all in favor for all the or eight or our canadian teams eight <laughs> canadian angel teams <laughs> um to be somewhat Successful. Obviously, I want the Flames to be at the top, Canucks at the bottom, but the rest. Well, guess who is super not at the top right now? Yeah, buddy, what's going on? Life happens. I mean, the Canucks are bad, but it's that's rough. Canucks have won a couple games in the last few. Yeah, we've been missing Tanev. I'm not going to lie, that hasn't helped. Yeah, but what about Huberto? Well, he's injured. Oh, no. Day to day. Okay, well, okay. That's not terrible. No. But also can't be excused because he got injured last game, so. Okay, but well, I don't know. How many points does he have? Is he doing all right? He's having a slow start. Eh, sucks. But it'll get better. I sure hope it doesn't. I hope he's terrible for the rest of his career. Now, both him and Uyghur are kind of uh, like they still make great plays from time to time, but it's not exactly what we saw in Florida, which would make sense because they've played their entire career on one team, and all of a sudden they're part of one of the biggest trades and recent time fuck time and uh, <laughs> both signed major contracts and have a lot of weight on the shoulders so it's going to take whatever time well and uh, even if you take all i will tell factors, i guess you could say yeah even if you take all those other factors out it's just simply adapting to a new system right mm-hmm. uh, obviously you're going to be good and be comfortable with the system you've gotten comfortable with already especially daryl sutter's system well and that's yes he's he's specific but hey 
his teams usually do pretty decent. Uh, yeah. Unless they meet the Oilers in the playoffs. <laughs> and where were the Canucks last year in the playoffs? Um, getting in a great game of golf because that's so much more relaxing. But I think before we reach that hour mark, we would not be the premier curling podcast without a little bit of curling news. I had to toss this in here. Um, You didn't have to, but you did. And I'm glad that you did. Because you're right, we are the premier curling podcast. So much so that with less than a minute left in the podcast, (laughs) we're going to talk about curling. And so much so, I may or may not hopefully have a surprise that's going to continue on for quite some time, I hope. Oh, God. So, Brad Gushu, if you're a big curling guy, you should know. That, oh, were you going to talk about it or am I talking about you it? You can talk about it. It's on ice. What the hell? <laughs> I, get, get, I get ice, you get grass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's actually turf, but whatever. I'll let that slide. Unless if it's in Toronto, then it's actual grass. Anywho. Hey, how about you shut the fuck up? Um, so, Brad Gushu, <laughs> uh, if you're at all aware of curling, you know that name. You've known that name for years. He's been in the game. And Gush- the Gushu Rink wins the inaugural Pan Continental Curling Championship. And, you know, I just want to say I'm not surprised. Um, he's he's a pro. He's an all-timer. If there's a curling Hall of Fame, which I'm sure there is, and, I, and, and there is, and I know that because we're the premier <laughs> curling podcast. I can't even keep a straight face over here. I'm losing my shit. I'm trying to keep it together. Of course, there's a world curling federation and a hall of fame and i knew that because i'm (laughs) the curling expert um oh (laughs) yeah they definitely uh threw and threw and swept (laughs) i swept those rocks nicely into the house in the button no they can't touch the rocks well, they do when they throw them. How do you think they no, get but down not there? To, not to sweep. You can't sweep the rocks. Well, I you know can't... that. Well, but you said that they would sweep the rocks. Dude, this is the curling podcast. Okay, they were sweeping the ice in front of the rocks. Better? Yes. What were the they ice doing? was nicely pebbled. Is that good, too? They were hurrying harder. Hurry hard. <laughs> there we go. I think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> I don't know at this point where I have to be time. Hurry hard. But um curling is a sport and we're done talking about it. Um, <laughs> Cause it's the Morgan Stern statement. Um you know what? CFL NHL we talked about them, but it really doesn't matter because we talked fucking curling. Everyone out there, stay stoned and stay safe. Hurry hard. (laughs) Bye.